Hey, it's Chris Jericho. You're listening to the Rough House Podcast featuring the sexiest beast in all of Maryland and surrounding areas, the illustrious Chris. And Marty. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode number 241. Yay. For August 22nd, 2021. I am Marty. And I am uh, Christoph, trying to think of things that happened this week that we might be able to well, talk about. Well, great news, um, Chris. I, I, I think it's very clear. There's one thing in particular that every listener of the show cannot wait for us to dig into it's got to be the a number one thing on everyone's mind when you think about this weekend there was a lot of pro wrestling i think there's one thing we got to dig into first one thing we're going to start with a number one and that's folks they haven't forgotten becky is it this one I, I was going to say Bobber Lazzarelli assaulting a minor, but oh, no, uh, not that one. I'll, okay, how about this one? Oh my God! Let's go! Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Brock, Joey Styles. Brock is here. Yes. Is it? Was it that one? Is that the one we we're talking about? Uh, e- e- no, not so, no, not so no, much. No, not I, that I mean, one. I, you know, why? Why delay? <laughs> I mean, what what more is there to say? I mean, just just listen. I, I had to play this the song separately because you can't really hear it in the clip. Just listen no. to the pop, ladies and gentlemen. Just listen to it. I mean, Ooh, I got chills just hearing that again. And there's a second part when he actually walks out. Yeah. Because I think point, everyone was like, weren't sure. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think there's definitely a lot of people who are like, is that gonna be MJF? Is it gonna be right. MJF? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, for better or for worse, WWE brain has infected all of us. I would say for worse, clearly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't see many uh, uh, many conditions where that's for better. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we were we've been programmed over our lifetimes of watching the ProRes to th- expect a swerve. Yes, uh, and that's how the old man does business. And you know, the the young man, it's a young man's game now. Mm-hmm. Uh, old TK does not do business that way. He no. is uh, he is very keen on delivering what was. Uh, well, I want to say promised, but heavily teased in yes. what they've they called the the worst kept secret, uh, which was by design, though. And I think the strategy of that worked like a fucking charm. Yeah, uh, there, there's I mean, CM Punk is back and he's back in AEW. That that's that's what it boils down to. That that's that's what Friday night was about. 15 minutes of whole live week. television. I mean, that's what the whole week was about. There was, there was a buzz. There was yeah. an excitement. 
Uh, and look, it was a packed weekend of professional wrestling. Yeah. You had Rampage on Friday, the first dance. You had Ring of Honor Friday and Saturday in mm-hmm. the 2300 Arena in Philly. You had SummerSlam last night. You had GCW Friday night in Vegas. Yeah. You've got uh, the, possibly the final, as we knew it, NXT TakeOver on tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a jam-packed weekend of professional wrestling. Uh, and I I do think the A number one thing that, that really sort of got people excited for as much as you can be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's 15,000 people in Chicago versus 45,000. I know they announced 51, but come on. The 45,000 people in Las Vegas who didn't have working toilets. More on that later. Um, or or uh, a way to pay without or, Yeah, or a way to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have pyro either because for some reason fireworks aren't allowed in that building. Go fucking figure. Uh, I think you want to figure that out ahead of time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the A number one thing that, that people were excited for, though <laughs> it was never explicitly said, it was wonderfully no. hinted toward. And, you know, if you are a, a quote unquote smart fan, you certainly had uh, Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross, Sean Ross Sapp and, you know, all of the notables saying, yeah, it's going to it's going to be punk. It's going to be punk. They never said it would be. So. They kicked off Rampage perfectly. There was, they they just said, hey, we got this big announcement. We're going to kick off the show with it. Let's go ahead and go to the ring. Let's see what it is. And you had that moment. You had the music hit. You had the sold out crowd in Chicago lose their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. And there he was for the first time in seven years. I, I think the sign in the crowd said 2,766 days. Yeah, a little over seven and a half years. I think it was 7.57 years. I, I did the math on a, on a calculator. I didn't do it in my head because I'm dullard. <laughs> but there he was for the first time since January 2014, CM Punk on a professional wrestling program. And though he is four years older, I got to say he looked four years younger uh, compared to He looks a lot better than he did. His, uh, there was a side-by-side of his uh, his AEW return and his last WWE appearance. And uh, dude looks a lot better now than he did on his last WWE appearance, easily. And and I think the thing that was most thrilling, and we can talk about the promo. I have the audio of the promo. We can dig into that if we want to. I think the most thrilling thing about it was you saw in real time one of the most cynical, one of the most sarcastic one of the most cutting individuals in pro wrestling history turned into a fan again yeah like you saw his joy hit him in real time humbled i guess is the kind of kind of kind of the word there because yeah he he came he was overcome with emotion how could you not be i mean you know it, it, it Obviously, if you have been a longtime listener to the show, uh, <laughs> my thoughts and opinions of one Charles Montgomery Punk have waxed and weaned over the years. Yes. Um, but I don't think, you know, any of that had to do with his impact on the industry as a whole. It had more to do with the way he left. And, you know, obviously, now that we know a lot more about what happened and how it happened and what he was mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. And things like that, um, you know, you have a little more 
I'm not sure of the word there. Patience I, I guess understanding you, for it? Understanding. Yeah, I yeah. guess understanding is the word. Uh, you know, you kind of get where he's coming from. And to see, you know, over the course of the years, he, he may not have watched WWE uh, as he claimed in his promo, but I'm sure he heard – uh, you know, from other people that, you know, people are still chanting his name right. when, you know, people are bored or whatever. And that's not just a WWE thing. He, you know, people would, that would just be a thing where they would chant CM Punk. Absolutely. It, it was, uh, it was indication almost in real time of, of, you know, this is, this is what people needed or, or, or wanted and an in, in indication that, um, you know, the 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 powers that be were not giving us what we wanted and in turn you know you had punk as sort of this face whether intentionally or not of i guess pro wrestling who uh, or a face of pro wrestling that indicated that he was an agent of change and it was a change that we sorely wanted and needed. All right. So Skype crashed on us folks. So we're, we're going <laughs> to, we're, we're going to run through, but as we were talking about, you know, the, the, the CM Punk chants were this, this concept of, you know, a, a grumpy pro wrestling fan populace trying to tell the powers that be that they weren't being delivered what they wanted. <laughs> Right. It was yeah. it was this uh, this way of n- sort of voicing aggression uh, passively, very passive aggressively. Um, but sure as hell, even though it's been seven years, you know this this history of who Punk is and who Punk was and and, and what he meant, it remained through that entire time. It, it it rarely, if ever, waned. I mean, even with the guy popping up to do a fucking pro wrestling talk show on Fox sports. Yeah. People still were like, so when's he going to come back to wrestling? When's it going to happen? And sure enough, there we were in Chicago. Chris, do you want me to, to dig into the audio of the, the promo? No, I I think everybody's heard the promo. Um, but you know, there, there are a couple points in the promo that I think are worth discussing. Sure. Um, you know, Obviously, him, you know, getting his bearings and and talking about how he left pro wrestling on the day he left Ring of Honor and on Friday Night's Rampage, he returned to pro wrestling. Uh, And that says a lot without saying the thing that everybody's thinking, you know, that he went to be a sports entertainer, uh, you know, and do sports entertainment for all those years. Thought it would be his dream job. Uh, it ended up not being what he thought it would be uh, over, over the course of the however many years yeah. he was there. I, I, I think um, he said something in the press scrum later. And, and again, uh, tip of the hat to Punk. He never really said WWE this, WWE that. He, no, I mean, he had, you know, I think he's gotten all that off his chest. Absolutely. Over the years. But, you know, it, this was not like the typical. Uh, <laughs> you know, what's Phil Brooks doing in the impact zone promo where it's like those guys up north never gave me a shot. Like, no, he he yeah. he framed his career as a before WWE and now an after WWE yeah. scenario. And and the the turn of phrase that I think uh, I, I recall him using in the uh, in the po- post show press scrum was uh, 
he had he had a house for many years, but it was never made a home. Mm. And I I think that is an apt analogy for what he is intending to do now with AEW. It's building a home. It's building a place for him to practice his craft all these years later. And while doing so, get ready the next guys and the next guys and the next guys and the next guys. I mean, full credit where credit is due. The first sentence out of his mouth on AEW television will forever be putting over Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know, which is which is crazy. And that is, you know, that's important, you know, because that that shows the mindset of not only punk, but of, you know, AEW as a whole. You know, we've talked about it with, uh, you know, Christian saddling up with Jurassic Express and Matt Mm -hmm. Hardy palling around with Private Party and the rest of the HFO. You know, these guys that are tenured and have been uh, our veterans, you know, are being paired up with the next generation so that they can, you know, pass on their knowledge and, and coach and, and hint and stuff like that. And the fact that, you know, punk wanted to single out, you know, Brit and it was a perfect, a perfect statement because man, two, two, two rampages in a row. First one in Pittsburgh, uh, with Brit, which may have been one of the, the top three loudest pops in AEW history. And then you get the one in Chicago with punk on the second week, uh, wherever they are next week, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough, tough to top. Yeah. I say, I I have the unfortunate news of, of saying to you now that, uh, rampage is going to be taped on Wednesday night after Uh, dynamite. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it it will not be a live rampage, uh, but it is going to be in Milwaukee, which is Algonquin for the good land. Exactly. Correct. Um, (laughs) you know, uh, Alice Cooper played there once. I Uh, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He he wanted you to feed his Frankenstein. Um, and and I did. Yes, but it it is going to be headlined by Jurassic express versus the winner of the, uh, tag team eliminator between the, the Lucha bros and, uh, the varsity blondes. Gee. Yeah. I (laughs) wonder who's going to win win that that one. Uh, but, but I think, you know, that could be a very big match and a very big moment. But again, talking about putting over the future, you look at the rest of the show afterwards, and yes, it was a bit more dead of a show because let's call it, oh, 10,000 of the 15,000 decide they want to get in line for t-shirts. Yeah. Um, you had Jurassic Express and Private Party have a hell of a match. Yeah, yeah. Pull out crazy innovative offense. The second hot fire tag match for Jurassic Express that week. Yeah, they had a really strong week. <laughs> you had... Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan, which I admit was not a barn burner, but still Jade was presented as a top tier women's star. Mm-hmm. And then you had the main event, which had a big name star in John Moxley giving yeah. a rub to a 22 year old kid who's technically not under contract in Daniel yeah. Garcia. I know. I know. And Garcia's name came up in the uh, the scrum afterwards. And even Punk, you know, was like, this kid's only 22, (laughs) you know, it's uh, it's crazy. And, and, you know, Tony talked about how they have an agreement and, you know, he hopes that uh, they're going to work together a lot more in in the future. And I I would hope so as well, because, you know, 
I'm not saying they need more titles, but a trio, uh, a trio's uh, team with trio's 2.0 title and feels Danny Garcia right now. It does. There are a lot of little, you know, factions and 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 things like that. You know, you got your Dark Orders, your HFO, the Elites. You know, there's a lot of a lot of ways to trio uh, Jurassic Express. You know, strap up Marco stunt. Let's fucking go, Tony. Let's let's do this. <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, the the rest of the show was about taking the opportunity, knowing that there's going to be many more eyeballs on this show than, you know, I can't say have been in the past because it's only the second week of the show. But, you know, I'm, I am curious to see how many people uh, did tune in to Rampage. I, I guess those numbers come out Monday. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, taking it to help, you know, frame the future. And uh, it's it's so – it's it's weird – because we're just so not – I'm so not used to that. Uh, you know, you, you have your – in like WWE, you'd have your fresh up-and-coming guys would have a fire run in NXT. And then, all right, here we go, main roster. And then, you know, he's, he's fighting Ali on main event for fucking three <laughs> months in a row uh, that nobody watches. I mean, you know, somebody like a ricochet. Good yes. Yeah. I, and and, and there, there's that. a lot to be said about – "Quote unquote future planning in WWE, which we will get to later in the show. Yeah, um, because we have to talk about SummerSlam. We have to sort of take that apart. We have to talk about the the two returns that we teased <sighs> earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, but before we wrap up, um, so obviously Punk Darby is going to be where we go first, and yeah. Chicago crowd totally into it, and God, just just the moment where Punk just in the midst of his promo just goes." Darby Allen and the crowd just loses their shit. Yeah. What a cool moment. And then there's that shot of Darby and Sting in the rafters. I mean, yeah. So good. Darby trying so, so hard not to geek out. Yes. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's trying to stay stoic and, and not have that smile crack through. But, you, you know, he's on dying on the inside. Yes. <laughs> uh, what a great pairing to start punk off with. Yeah. Uh, very much a, 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 a competitor cut from a similar cloth. Yeah. Um, very much a, 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 a guy who can be the punk of his day. Um, and I ask you, Chris, a few questions here. One. Okay. Does that main event all out? Oh, boy. Um, I think if given the option of Omega Christian and Punk Darby or the tag title match, because they have they have been willing to put tag titles in the main event before. Yeah, uh, unless they're going to do a title change. Yeah, I don't think the tag titles are going on last. Okay. Um, I, that being said, I think Jurassic Express, as much as I adore and love my Lucha Bros. I think it's time if you're going to take the belts off of the Bucks. Yeah, it's time to pull the trigger on Jurassic Express because, you know, we've been saying this for a, a year now of when are they going to win the big one? You know, right, they, they get right. they get to the big dance and then they, you know, they they lose. Um, so I could see that I could see that going on last if it's going to be a title change. I don't see Christian Omega in, in with those three matches. That's the least. Uh, looked forward to. I Even think. though their match at Rampage last week was, it was unbelievable. But like, the other ones just have much more going for them. And that's, I, I guess, a slight on Christian. I don't mean it to be because he's been 
really good and solid since his return. It's just not a big money match that that's not a question I needed answered. Really, fair. Uh, you know, can Christian be Kenny Omega? It's like, uh, it, and, and I'd know. be the first to admit that this is them trying to make the best out of. I don't want to say a bad situation, but the the, you know. the situation they were dealt with with Paige, sure. you know, uh, going out on maternity leave. I still kind of hold that uh, the money is in Omega Page at full gear and Page winning there. Yeah. Um, so probably, but yeah. So yeah. So so like I said, if if it's not the tag title changing then yeah. punk and darby should uh should end the show um i really don't think you i mean obviously you could open the show with that but you're gonna you, everybody else is gonna be fighting to hit that that punk high it's, it's in chicago i mean you have yeah. to put them on that yeah no I, I i i couldn't agree more uh who wins punk wins okay you kidding me <laughs> yeah no 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 i i i I was I was wondering where your your mind was in terms of oh. is this where Punk starts to put over young guys from the jump yeah. or no no, think, no 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 I think this, Darby this, can eat the loss and be fine absolutely no Dar- Darby losing the CM isn't this isn't Darby losing to fucking uh you know uh Ethan Alan Page. Angels or something <laughs> yeah this <laughs> this you know taking an L to Punk in his return match in Chicago. It's going to be talked about for a long time afterwards. I I, I can almost guarantee. So yeah, he he's going to eat the biggest GTS uh, we've ever seen, and he's going to love every second of it. Yeah, probably do a backflip bump off of it like he's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So uh, third question, and uh-huh. arguably the the most interesting one: Where does Punk go after this? Man, I don't know. Um, I feel like there may be, you know, it's a pay-per-view, so a lot of stuff's going to happen. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I think it's probably too soon for him to go after the, the title. Mm -hmm. Um, so Omega doesn't seem like the, the smart choice at the time. Uh, and the TNT title kind of seems below him at this point. I don't, Right. right. So as much as I think, a Miro in 2021 and punk would be intriguing. And I, I'm sure we get that at some point. That doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I really don't think it'll be like with a Christian or a Matt Hardy or any of the older, no, I, older I, I, guys. I, I think uh, if anything, you, you try to hold off punk. I don't know if punk's going to be like, I know punk's a full-time guy. I feel like his week to week is going to be more like a Jericho where uh, his, his matches in ring will be, rare and if they yeah. occur there'll be majority tag matches I, I i feel like they're gonna hold off on punk in ring except for yeah. pay-per-views um it, to that point you know you said omega i wouldn't be shocked if they do omega punk without a title at say revolution hmm okay but if i'm to guess where well, that's after he, he's lost the title yeah, hypothetically omega, a full gear to page gotcha exactly. okay if i'm to say who i think punk's going to go against next there was a name that i thought was very interestingly missing from punk's list of dream opponents when he was okay. doing the press scrum you know he talked yeah. about uh, uh he talked about darby he talked about hobbs he talked about mm-hmm. um ricky Pillman. starks he talked about ricky starks all these guys i think where he goes next and will probably be an incredible series of promos. MJF. Wow, right after MJF, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh I could yeah, that that promo battle would be great. Um but I feel uh, 
with with MJF also comes the pinnacle. So, mm-hmm. you know, is somebody going to pal up? Will it be Darby and Sting and, and you know, uh, Punk facing well, off? What with, I can say for sure is a promo from Tony Schiavone is going to get interrupted. I know that much. <laughs> well, you know, the, the percentage of promos of Tony Schiavone that get completed. <laughs> Let the man comp- complete a conversation for Christ's sake. Come on. That's uh He's having a he's having a blast. No, he's having a um, great no, time. I, I think Punk MJF's a, a good call there. Uh, you know, there, there's but there's so many people on the roster that I kind of want to see him tangle with. So, you know, I, I think a Punk and Pentagon. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> match is you know got me quivering in the uh, in the nether regions. Um, you know, there's there's a lot there's the roster's deep. You know, yeah. there, 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 there's a lot of dream matches to come. And, you know, even with the people who have been there for a while, mm-hmm. uh, there's still a lot of dream Jungle matches Boy, that haven't CM happened. CM Punk, I want to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, shit. Uh, uh, Malachi Black and CM Punk. Yeah. That yeah. would be amazing. Um, you mentioned Miro. Uh, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk would be super fun. Moxley fun. Now and CM yeah. Punk would be super fun. Um, I mean... I, I think there are uh, him and someone against the Bucks. Yep. Would yeah. Be he he, out of he mentioned world. he mentioned he wanted to uh you know tangle with the Bucks. Uh yeah. And, and I'm curious to see who he ends up palling around with. Um the the post show scrum was was actually pretty interesting. Uh, I, I watched the the whole thing. You know I was texting you yesterday as I was doing it. Like I've never been so hyped from a show to watch a full 50 minute press conference afterwards. Uh, but there, there were some interesting nuggets that, that came out there. I, I would recommend you got, if you, you know, you're still riding that high of rampage to literally to give it, vibrating to give it a on Friday night was I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't sleep. You were texting me until like midnight and that's, that's late for Marty day. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, dude is riding this high. I was like, yeah. all right, let's go, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, you know, one thing before we move on from punk that I found to be interesting is when he was asked about the courtship, if you will, of of him coming over uh, to AEW and joining AEW, it was all Tony. He didn't mention uh, Matt or Nick Jackson. He didn't mm-hmm. mention Cody. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention Omega. You know, none of these EVPs, you know, that throughout the years of, of teases of, you know, texting them an offer and stuff like that. He didn't mention them once when it came to the courting. This was handled all by Tony. Right. And over a year and a half of them talking, uh, you know, whether it was over the phone or text, they didn't specify. But, you know, um, but talking just, you know, for for Punk to, to feel out you know, what this guy was about, you know, what are your intentions with my career sort of thing, you know, sitting, yeah. <laughs> sitting him down on the couch, uh, you know, where do you think this is going to go? Uh, so I just have to give some credit to to Tony for, you know, one, well, for, for a lot of shit. <laughs> I mean, the guy is, <laughs> I, I, I saw, I saw a tweet. It's like, you know, Tony Khan kind of single-handedly saved American pro wrestling, <laughs> uh, which may be a little bit of hyperbole, but if you really, you know, kind of break it break it all down it's got i feel like i would have completely thrown in the towel of watching u.s wrestling with the exception of like random indie matches people tell me are worth tracking down yeah if it weren't for this shot in the arm that aew has given the industry in the states that that's that's full legit i mean look maybe some things would be different maybe uh, maybe nxt would be in a much better place if 
they had access to all of these people and that sort of thing. But it would still be, all right, watch these guys until they're, you know, cut off at the knees. Right. Uh, at, at, at the altar of the moment, which is a, a turn of phrase that I, I, I feel like I'm going to say a few times tonight or yeah. tonight, today. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, and, and Punk rightfully so. He called out he, – he is of the generation that was after the WCW, ECW era. Um, yeah. He was – like he broke in in 2000. He started to build a name on the indies in 2001. And I believe he, Cabana, Lowkey, Chris Daniels, like those were guys that WCW and ECW were talking to about like, you're going to be the shot in the arm we need once we get the money stabilized, once we right. get things figured out. And then, of course, you know, they both went to shit. Yeah. So you have had since then so many different companies come through and say, we got money. We're going to get television. We're the next WCW. We're the next ECW. We're whoever. Yeah. It is understandable to be cynical about those offers. Sure. And rightfully so. A lot of people said about Tony Khan, who is he? He's got money, but is he just going to be a, a, a guy using his dad's billions yeah. to try to play promoter? But what they didn't expect was Tony Khan is as much a fan of professional wrestling as you or I or anyone listening to this or or anyone in those seats. But he also is a student of it. Yeah. He he paid attention to what works and what hasn't. And I mean, even, you know, uh, other companies, he can talk about it. He's been on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio uh, a few times over the years. <laughs> And hearing him talk about like, oh, I watched the New Japan show, you know, I can't believe they did this because I won done this that way. And that's like, yeah, you don't hear about, say, Vince McMahon. And I know some people may go, well, why should he? But you don't hear about Vince McMahon, like watching other products and going, you know, <laughs> this worked, this didn't, what have you. I think it's smart to do so. Other directors watch other movies for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, well, yeah, some are a little more selective about what they consider cinema and what they don't. But you know, that's a whole other uh, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. We'll we'll get into that in a Patreon probably. Um, <laughs> but I, I understand the cynicism. But if you look at the track record now, over two years in, I think we're we're two years and change into the AEW project. If you think about January first, twenty nineteen, as their launch, or if you think sure. about May twenty nineteen as their launch. You know, we've had two, two and a half years of really era-defining professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. And they've done so much to not only build upon the, pardon the turn of phrase, cult of personality that <laughs> Kenny Omega had, a, a Young Bucks had, a Chris Jericho still had in the tank. And used that to build the next generation and the generation after that and the generation after that and say, this is not a fleeting moment. This is the future that I can absolutely understand why now, now that crowds are back, now that there is uh, a, a real moment for AEW to become a thing as yeah. opposed to an experiment, I can see why now is the time Punk said, let's go, let's do this. 
Yeah, I mean, they have all the momentum in the world right now and will possibly, probably gain more if and when Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, the American Dragon shows up, yeah. uh, which may happen in the next month or so. So it's, uh, it's you know, we at, when we were riding the high on Friday nights, you know, we were testing each other back and forth. And it's just like, this is really fucking exciting. Like, it, it, I'm tr- we've been trying to chase that, you know, Monday Night War high Ever since, you know, that was happening and the what what was oh one when Vince bought the 2001 April 2001 was when WCW officially closed. So there there was a hair under 20 years of there being only one game in town. And to circle back to what we said at the beginning, the the uh, conditioning that we've had from WWE over the years of all these things of, you know, the swerve when you, they think when they know that the crowd expects what's going to happen or, you know, stuff like embarrassing uh, somebody in their hometown and not putting them over <clears throat> those sorts of things. It's just the littlest common sense things uh that you know over the years wwe has done almost to spite their fans yeah which is bizarre uh and to to spite their you know their talent like you know like jr having to do embarrassing things in oklahoma every time and you know shit bailey losing her uh you know women's title in her hometown yep. stuff like that that's stuff that they i don't know if that's like vince's kink that you know he, he watches those yeah, matches he, and just he's got like, a shame you know, kink going on for he, sure he just tries to like you know rub out a sawdust poof out of his uh you know 80 year old wiener uh to, to stuff like that i don't <laughs> that, know i don't know what has, that dude has is. two kinks it's getting off on uh, shaming people in their hometown and yeah. being fin-dommed by Brock Lesnar. Those are the two <laughs> things that he loves. Um, but it's funny you say that. Let's do a real quick recap of everything else in AEW this week. Because we were live in Houston for Dynamite. And, and mm-hmm. as great a show Rampage was, I can't fuck with that show. That was... Especially in how many 15 minutes, arguably the finest 15 minutes in pro wrestling television since, I don't know, Daniel Bryan got to come back. Uh, like, I, I yeah. can't I can't think of something else, you know, that is that is at that level in terms of pure, unabashed, real human emotion and joy. Joy. Um, yeah. Dynamite was incredible this week. Live in Houston, jam-packed crowd. Yep. Uh, and you talk about. Putting someone over in their hometown. Yeah. Sammy Guevara in Houston, Texas. A, got engaged in front of a very excited live crowd. I'm very excited for him. He's going to be uh, marrying Conan O'Brien's assistant, Sona Mosesian. That was her, right? <laughs> I always pictured Sona to be a little taller. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was weird how identical uh, she looked to, to Sona. I was like, wait, what? Um yeah. But no, uh, Sammy got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, if you watch his vlog, uh, Pam. Uh, she's also a former B- uh, BTE champion. Um, oh, uh, yeah. I stopped watching BTE. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so, you know, she's she's a, a known quantity to the hardcore AEW fan. Sure, sure. I thought that was a great moment. And then him and Sean Spears went out and had a great fucking match. Look, if I'm forced to watch Sean Spears, the correct spot for him is to be putting over Sammy Guevara. Yeah, so he died you know, a I'll, thousand deaths in that match. Yeah, I did get a little satisfaction of him going through the uh, the propped up guardrail and you know uh, taking a knee the hard way to to bust open his eye. Good lord! Uh, yeah, 
I yeah, that, that's my kink is, is Sean Spears getting beat up. So I uh, I promptly painted the walls sticky on uh, in my basement here. On and, that. and it's funny because, you know, you think about what would happen in the in the other company. Uh, oh, no, he would he would have been put through the guardrail. He would have been put it, through. The, well, I mean, he would have been put through the guardrail. But uh, Sammy would have lost. And then Pam would have made out with Sean Spears on the yeah. entrance ramp. <laughs> and then he would have had to, to kiss Tony Khan's ass. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, put him over huge. Uh, also put over huge was Sting. Uh, they had yeah. the, the Texas Tornado tag match to kick off the show 2.0 against uh, Darby Allen and Sting, which had a, a brief interlude of. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston coming out to doing a promo before they get as uh, who put it that way on on uh, on on Rampage was it two point who called it Tanya Harding uh, John Moxley uh, yeah I think it was yeah yeah um, but yeah uh, Garcia and and two jump them and then oh we're gonna get the match right then right there two versus Sting and Darby uh, it was just a crazy all around the arena brawl. The likes yeah. of which we have not seen since the Attitude Era. Uh, just it, it felt like the hardcore title was back. Um, <laughs> and they they made good use of their environments. As yes. Well. The, the two for the show into the. Um, yeah. The ceiling. I, the ceiling. The the overhang. Whatever you want to yeah. call it. That looked brutal as hell. Yeah. That was uh, an ouchie. And then Sting uh, got double power bombed through a table and no sold it. Yeah. It did. Which was the perfect. No sell. Uh, it was all about making Sting look like a superhero. And uh, hats off to Matt Lee for uh, noticeably mouthing, oh, fuck. Yeah, and Sting yeah. got up. Yep. Uh, yeah. So they, I'm surprised. It, had they had enough time, he probably would have gotten a you fucked up chant. Uh, exactly. But the crowd was too busy losing their mind. Yeah. Turning Sting into pounding his chest. <laughs> double scorpion death drop into a double scorpion death lock. Yeah. Double submission. Uh, which is just, I mean... Come on, man. Like the little stingers in the crowd were just losing their fuck. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking... The 35 year old little stingers yeah. in the crowd were losing their shit. <laughs> I'm sure 2.0 in the inside were losing their shit. Like, oh, yeah. No. Are we be... fucking getting double sharpshooted by Sting right now? <laughs> what what a wonderful whirlwind few weeks for, for the, the 2.0 guys. Yeah, Go right? from being, you know, the best kept secret in NXT and getting their own like YouTube show and all this stuff to getting fired to getting a spot, a spot yeah. in AEW yeah. to working their asses off, putting over Sting and and making this a whole thing and then actually getting signed. They're all elite now. Yeah. Um, they will forever rise from the ashes, <laughs> if you will. It just was so cool and such a great moment. Um, other cool things on the show. Uh, I, I'm going to say it. I, I think the Bucks and, and Jurassic Express had a low-key match of the year candidate. Um, that match ruled. That was awesome. <laughs> it was so goddamn good. Uh, all the near falls, the crazy innovative offense of Jurassic Express. Uh, yeah. I, I've heard that apparently um, all that Luchasaurus, Marco Stunt, and Jungle Boy do when they aren't you know, actually prepping for a match as they just work think on of crazy random tandems. spots. Yeah. <laughs> and sure as shit. There they are. 
Uh, no, that's, I mean, even though he almost, you know, uh, the, the suplex from the top rope onto Luchasaurus's shoulders, you know, it's, that's a tricky spot to pull off. And he almost yep. dropped, uh, was it Nick? I think, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Jackson so, flat yeah. on his fucking head, but, uh, they, they got the rotation out of it and, you know, Excalibur sold it as a brain buster instead of like a suplex, <laughs> uh, yeah. very quick audible there, there, but, uh, but yeah, the match was, was just a blast. But, you know, as we mentioned earlier, when are they going to win the big one? Um, and I'm starting to think it might be at all out because it doesn't seem like this feud is going to end uh, again. As much as I would love to see another Lucha Bros Young Bucks classic, um, yeah. I think it's time for Jurassic Express here. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, look, I, I would love to see Lucha Bros in there, too. I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I feel like whoever is in the tag match wins the tag belts from the box. Yeah, it's it's become a bit much, uh, you know, and I think it's by, it's, I'm pretty sure it's by design. I mean, the strong NWO vibes yeah. we're getting from the elite these days with the beat downs and, you know, and, and, and stuff of that nature, it's working to pay off big. And the focus has been on Jurassic express for so long. It would be weird for the Lucha bros to just come in there and, and, you know, be there and win so quickly. Um, but you know, I, that being said, if they were to win the tag titles, uh, I would be very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, look again. Whatever way this plays out, we all win. I feel. Yeah. Uh, and and I think also it would underline the importance of the cage stipulation that you know. Oh, that's right. It'll be a cage match. Yeah. Uh, that 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 is the the delineator for right what's needed to take out the Bucks. You remove all the outside interference. No, don't get yeah. me wrong. Is Brandon Cutler going to eat like a superplex off the top of the cage? Probably. Sure, but yeah, he'll sneak a can of cold spray in through the cage, yeah. uh, you know, hole or whatever, throw will, it over will the top. Luke Gallows be there, and I actively question the existence of a Justin Fair God. Absolutely, <laughs> but I'm they've only they've sure. only been keeping him around to reform the Straight Edge Society. So <laughs> oh, okay. you know, okay. you know, Serena's around. You know, it could, <laughs> that, you uh, know that's true. The cards are that's in true. place here. Now uh, that that does remind me, a uh, small note from Friday: uh, Colt Cabana was in Ohio. On Friday, ah, he was working okay. the gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> oh so man! So we have don't know how that's been played out yet. Have I mentioned it's it's kind of been my lifelong dream to go to the gathering of the Juggalos? Legitimately, I want Super Art Fight to play the gathering of the Juggalos so badly. Oh man! I, I mean, I and been... Justin has his story about the gathering, which I guess we might have to have him uh, rehash that yes. story on the next Schlegel Soapbox. Yes, I want to experience that. Just, I don't want to say dregs of humanity. Uh, the just the juggle of family. It is a people watching experience, unlike any it's other. The Super Bowl of people watching. Yes, yes. <laughs> the WrestleMania uh, is of if super. If you thought uh, North Point Flea Market was a joy, oh, no, that that's that's uh that's a that's a ball compared to <laughs> yes. compared to the major leagues of yes. the gathering of the Juggalos. I tried to get the station to to pay to send me out there years ago, and they never yeah. went for it. Bunch of cunts. Um, uh, I, I have been told by I don't think I'm allowed to 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 name drop, but I've been told by an artist who played the gathering. Yeah, that it was genuinely one of the nicest and kindest experiences they've ever had. Well, Justin's experience is much different, but well, well wait, did he play it or? Or was he there for the radio station? Uh, he, oh God, I don't, I know. I, don't know I will say my, the perspective I have is from a musician's perspective, which okay. may be different. Yeah, no, it was him and Harland, uh, oh, okay. Harland Williams. Okay. Um, 
and again, I don't want to botch the story, so uh, we'll 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 try and get Justin to to rehash that on the next Legal Soapbox. It'll be available only five dollars here of our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Rough House Podcast for yes. you uh, to enjoy. Hey, look, look the uh, the the pirate ship that is the Rough House is completely independent these days. We would love. Some additional support, folks. Yeah, that's um, right. You pay for that Podbean uh, subscription. Now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you can check us out on Podbean now. We're yeah. we're uh, we're over there. So uh, yeah, you know you but, can comment hey, directly on episodes. Been, so. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would love to know more about that. Just just so you know, from what I've been told by someone who was there as a musician, literally just hung out at their hotel until uh-huh. like. Maybe 45 minutes before showtime, a car picked them up. A car drove yeah. them right to the stage. Yep. They got to do their set. They did their set. The car was still waiting for them. They got in the car. Inside the car at that point was their envelope full of money because they were paid in cash. Sounds and about right. then they were just driven right back to their hotel. They said it was the best. Well, oh man. Okay, I have, I have to get the the deets yes. off. Uh, yeah. off no, I, I'm, I'm very was. intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Yeah. Plus, I also yeah. want to hear... Uh, Justin's feeling about the punk debut. The, so undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, yeah. One more anyway. thing from Dynamite this week. Main event was MJF Chris Jericho, the final labor of Jericho. Uh, or as for some reason, JR called it the five labors of love. Labors of love. Yep. 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 Don't know what's going on there. But uh, Jericho comes out, has no entrance His brain music. Is mush. The uh, Houston crowd sang it. Uh, and of course, there have been truthers on the internet saying, they played a backing track. Whatever. Oh my god, are you fucking serious? Of course, of course, because people. Are, are these out people all the time whose uh, whose Twitter handles are like yeah. Sasha Banks five eight two five two five two head of the table twenty eight seventy. Yeah, um, those those WWE stands. Yes. Good lord, they they Duke stand up for Twitter. WWE. Um, but uh, d- damn fine match between the two guys, and props to Jericho putting MJF over clean as a sheet. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not often when the the heel wins the feud. Uh, yeah. But then again, I have a feeling uh, this if we feud reach, must yeah. continue. Channel our inner uh, think here. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe something else happens at all for All Out because yeah. right now there's only like what three four matches announced for uh, All Out. So we got uh, Kenny Omega versus Christian. That's one. Yeah, we've got Young Bucks versus the tag winner in a tag match. That's two. We've mm-hmm. got Andrade versus Pac. That's three. Hell yeah. We've got uh, Punk and Darby. Marshall versus oh. Paul White, which is yep. four. Um, what else am I forgetting? Punk and Darby. Punk and Darby. That's five. So we got five, we, we got more than half the card figured out. Okay. All right. Well, uh, and, and it it'll, feels it'll like Britt, based on a Britt promo. Baker and Statlander, oh, yeah. maybe. Pro- yeah. Britt and Stat probably and probably also Miro and Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Which I feel like Kingston will lose and then, fingers crossed, beat Mox Miro. Miro. At uh, at oh Arash at Alter that would be cool. That would be yeah. cool. Uh, and I think they're also doing a uh, women's battle royal. Oh yeah, that's the right. Pre-show. They always have the the women's battle royal, and the Joker is rumored to be Ruby Soho. So yeah, yeah, um, could be super fun. Uh, and, and I mean, already that's a great card because I mean they're blowing. It sounds like they're blowing off OC and and Matt Hardy on. Uh, on Wednesday, because right yeah, I don't know if that. I, I mean, it could be the blow off, but I, again, I feel like this feed must continue. Yeah, and they probably need to do something with Malachi Black and someone else from the Nightmare Family because undoubtedly he is going to murder Arn Anderson's large adult <sighs> son. Yeah, but fuck, I don't. There's nobody in the Nightmare Family I care about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. Lee Johnson is talented as hell, but yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm I not going to believe. Maybe they do Malachi Dustin. 
Even that I don't care about. Like yeah, Dustin is a great coach. I don't need to see Dustin on TV. And I'm, sh- I just, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. We'll Maybe see somebody will come out for the save after he's, you know, spin kicked uh, Brock uh, Anderson's head off five times. Yeah. You know, like like T-ball practice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a fan is going to get very lucky and take Brock Anderson's, weirdly enough, 24-year-old head. Does uh, does he have the same disease that Hans Molman has? Is that- <laughs> I'm 28 years old. He's the same age as Dominic Mysterio. That's something that I love. He's he's 24 going on 52. Just like his dad. Yeah, who who is uh, 55 going on 82. Yeah, yeah. Arn Anderson hasn't looked like he's aged a day. However, it's because he's always looked that old. Yeah, um, well, gotten a little uh, little bloated over yeah, the years, that, but, that, that, you know. Who among us hasn't? Come on. TK's getting that good catering action there. Yeah, he, he apparently shows up to the post-show party with a duffel bag full of Whoppers, so I think that's a self <laughs> Wait, is that a real profit. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he shows up to the post-show uh, tapings with a duffel bag full of Whoppers and a duffel bag full of White Claw, so, uh, in case you're wondering oh. how Tony Khan parties. Oh, oh Tony, I thought you were talking about Arn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, you, I, you, no, I do not. I will not accept a world where Arn Anderson <laughs> is drinking a white claw. I'm sorry. <laughs> that said, I hope when Arn Anderson goes to the drive-thru, dude is straight up cutting every single Arn Anderson promo ever. The fact of the matter is this. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to give me 25 Whopper sandwiches. Half of them are going to have onions. Half of them are not. The other half is going to have cheese. I know that's three halves and makes it. I'm doing some fucking Steiner math there. Um, see, Arn bringing a duffel bag of Whoppers makes sense to me. Arn uh, drinking a White Claw does not. Uh, Tony, I feel like Tony would bring like. Oh, man. I don't know what kind of uh, food Tony Khan, in my mind, had I not known about the Whoppers, would bring. Um, yeah, maybe some Chicky Nuggies. I feel like, I feel like Tony a Chicky Khan, Nuggie kind of guy. I feel like Tony Khan's actually uh, – are, are you familiar with what Huel is? Or, or uh, Give me Huel. Give me high. Give me that much on high. Or, or what, what is the other one called? Um, Soylent. Are you familiar with Soylent? So it's made of people, right? No, no, no that's Soylent Green. Um, uh, is it Soylent Blue? Uh, no, no. <laughs> it's like a plant-based thing, right? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a, a holistic meal replacement. Uh-huh. So it's just like you get your entire meal's worth of calories in a drink. Uh, and, oh, it's a drink. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's definitely a tech bro thing. And I feel like Tony Khan, because he runs a football team, a football league, a sports statistic business and AEW. It's like, when does he chew? You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, uh, he was cheesing throughout that whole, uh, presser after the show the other day. So, uh, I mean, look, he pulled off a big coup, you know, we never thought that he punk would return to wrestling and, uh, you know, TK got it done. So, you know, eat all the whoppers you want, bud. Um, Pound some mango claws. Absolutely. Get it done. We will talk about uh, sort of the two big things coming out of SummerSlam. But uh, before that, do you want to talk about TakeOver tonight? No. All right. Well, I'll just play this probably for the last time. Poppy's coming to Baltimore. You want to go? I'm only going to go if Triple H is there pointing at her. (laughs) <laughs> He'd just be on the side of the stage the whole time. Because yeah, yeah. you know. what else has he got to do these days? <laughs> Besides <laughs> apparently hire 
quote unquote 13 to 16 individuals at a tryout in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, you got to hire more people so you can fire them in a year and a half. <laughs> I forget where uh, I forget where I saw this. So uh, apologies for not crediting the original uh, writer. It was but, me. Uh, it was probably me. Um, tonight's takeover is the first and only show where every match can be considered a loser leaves town match. <laughs> <laughs> is this the end of Adam Cole and NXT? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. 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 finally what, what's going to happen. I mean, look, um, that match should absolutely roll, uh, him and him <sighs> and Kyle O'Reilly. Two out of three falls though. Yeah, it, I know, look, I know it's three stages of hell, and that means it's undoubtedly going 45 minutes. Yeah. Way better for 25. Um, How much melodrama Shawn Michaels staring at my hands am I going to have to put up with <laughs> if I watch it. this, which I probably won't. All of it. Every single moment of it. Because this, yeah. like, this is this is it, man. Oh, and probably Joey Samoa is going to win that NXT title again. You think so? I feel like they're going to use. Well, I don't know if, if Cross is going up to the main roster. He can't have the yeah. NXT title, but yeah, I, I don't feel know. Like Joey Samoa's winning it, and look, he can be a guy who can work with these big dudes. He doesn't look as out of place as, say, well, carrying Cross. How? Wait, is he taller than Cross? Uh yeah. Is he really? Yeah, he's taller and he's I... wider. Well, I know he's wider. I'm just saying, like. Joey Samoe versus Brock Lesnar didn't look that weird versus, say, what Karrion Cross is going to look like, considering how tiny he looks against Jeff Hardy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't care much about that guy. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> end of an era tonight on Peacock. Live on the cock. Don't know why that's suited to the cock. 8 p.m. Eastern. I guess. Hey, I seven, maybe? seven ish. I don't know. Mm. A lot of those NXT kids have a, a strong 11 p.m. curfew to get yeah. to. So also, I got to love that they just were in front of 50,000 people last night and NXT gets to be in front of 300 at the performance center. Oh, is it? They, they didn't. Oh, wow. No, no. It, it's at the PC. Oh, man. Sorry. The Capitol Wrestling Center. Yikes. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, it is. R.I.P. NXT. He had a good run. Yeah, he had a good run. You know, Adam Cole, uh, in, it, theoretically, gets to begin his NXT career in front of a packed fucking Barclays and then ends it in front of 300 people. Huh? I mean, that's kind of the uh, the WWE story there, isn't it's, it? It's certainly the NXT story. Um, yeah. But hey, let, let's get into it. SummerSlam was last night, folks. Summerfest 2021. Um, among the highs or lows, uh, Edge brought back the brood theme, which totally fucking slaps. But was alone. No yes. Gangrel. No Gangrel. Certainly no Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was after doing a bloodbath on Seth Rollins Friday night. So they yeah. literally just threw this together the night before, it feels like. I mean, um, but yeah, it came out. Why do you the sound sun- surprised? When no, you I'm not that. surprised. I'm just, there you go. Uh, and... Um, what else happened? Uh, Goldberg lost due to ref stoppage. Yeah. What happened with this? Uh, he went down after a spear was grabbing his knee and ref throughout the match. Was I don't think a it was shoot? a legit. I don't think so. I, I, I think they're like, well, that was we the can't. plan. Yeah. Uh, Cause apparently they're going to be running Lashley Goldberg again. Well, yeah, because afterwards Lashley assaulted his minor child. Yeah. Sun yeah. Sunberg got put in the, uh, the what is the name of his uh full Nelson hold the hurt uh, business or the, whatever the hurt lock hurt lock 
the yes. Hurt Locker. He yes. put him in the Jeremy Renner. Yep. And, uh, Strapped you know. him right into the Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Mackie was in that too? Yeah. Yeah. Weird in retrospect, it. right? I only watched it once, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was fine. All right, um, anyway. But yeah, so that, so that happened. Uh, they couldn't have Pyro. Um, Randy Orton and uh, Matt Riddle won the tag belts over AJ Styles and Omos. Okay, uh, all right. That was one of the matches I did watch uh, live. I, I watched a little bit of the show I, because I just wanted to see what it was like in the arena setup. This was definitely a full, quote-unquote, full stadium, unlike WrestleMania. Like It felt like a much bigger deal, so credit okay. where credit is due. But it was very clear that the whole night was about moments. It was not about great matches. It was not about great ring work. It was not about, you know, putting over the future or anything. It was about moments. And one of those two moments, I played the audio for you earlier. Goosebumps! They haven't forgot Becky! The man is back! So they announced that Sasha Banks could not compete. She mm-hmm. was in Vegas over the weekend. Like, oh, was she? There was a photo of her and Bailey and Samurai Del Sol, uh, the former Kalisto? Kalisto. They were at a fancy steakhouse in Vegas, and photos okay. were taken of them and posted on Instagram by the. Was he, was he wearing his mask? He was. He was wearing like okay. a, a you know a fancy like uh, you know the like the lucha guys have you know their their formal mask. The, yes, yeah. <laughs> the uh, black tie mask. Yes, but like they're. <laughs> She was in town, so I, I still don't know what the hell's going on there. So it's not a COVID thing. If you would think if, well, if fucking Bailey gets to hang out with her. Well, you know, Sasha's a denier so and an anti-vaxxer, so, you who know. The, who the hell knows? Or she just likes things on Instagram that are highly specced. Who knows? Well, um, ask Drake works how that works out for you. Yeah, but, you know, uh, she was not. she was not there. They had Greg Hamilton announce it. So right, the yeah. ring announcer announced it. So they had Carmella come out as, as the replacement. That gets a bunch of booze, and then here comes Becky's music. And right, Becky Lynch looks amazing, by the way. Um, yeah, for having pooped out a baby, that's impressive. Yeah, uh, and and don't don't get me wrong, I've had a schoolboy crush on her since day one. But like, yeah. you know, she looked awesome, and then they have her squash Bianca for the SmackDown title in twenty five seconds. Yeah, that's a bit egregious. Um, it's, you know, people have been comparing it to to Kofi getting brocked uh, yeah. a couple of years back after winning at WrestleMania. I mean, there I mean, are a lot of that. parallels you can, there. You can also say Daniel Bryan getting murked by Sheamus years ago. You can talk about The Fiend getting destroyed by Goldberg uh, in Saudi Arabia, which they're going back to in October. Fucking yay. Um, I... A lot of people call, called out the Kofi one, and there's a lot of uh, fans on Twitter, unsurprisingly, who are like, um, you know, this is a racial thing. This is how Vince McMahon sees black stars or whatever. And it's not. It's not. This is, and I said the term would come back. This is about being sacrificed at the altar of the moment. They are not thinking about, hey, you know what would be cool? If Becky Lynch has this great match with Bianca Belair. They didn't give a fuck about that. They didn't even give a fuck about Bianca Belair. They're like, you know what would be awesome? Becky's standing in front of a stadium of 50,000 fans cheering as she holds up a title. I don't care which one. Yes, but the problem in that is they didn't think about how it would look in regards to Bianca Belair. Why would they? 
Bianca Belair, in their eyes, is not a star. So then why would you put the title on her at WrestleMania? For, for a the moment? moment of Bianca Belair holding the belt in front of fans. That and, moment garnered national press. Yeah. It, like, won an award at, like, the ESPYs or some bullshit like that. Yeah. Well, she had about, her moment. Like, now it's Becky's moment. But, it, you know, it, they just don't care about the optics. They don't. And for, and, and for a company that has... They don't care about the future. Well, I mean, obviously. I mean, Becky's still relatively young, Right. And this is not the most egregious part of any of this. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at what what was supposed to be the highlights of SummerSlam, the second biggest show of the year, arguably taking the place of Mania this year because this had a full crowd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The highlights were Goldberg, Edge, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Becky Lynch. Yeah. Nothing has changed or moved. No. They did. Would you, there, there, would you was, there was. There was. In theory, <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Like, if, yeah. if you're asking me, what would WWE do? No, I wouldn't expect it. But this is, at its core, the difference between what WWE does and what AEW does. AEW yeah. always has the next guy up and the next guy up. Like people complain a, a lot, especially right now. They got too many stars. They got too much talent. That's a good problem to have. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. And I was talking with Mark about this yesterday about how the amount of star power yeah. that AEW has is so much stronger than the stars that WWE has. And they rotate people out, too. Yeah. Smartly so. Not only keeping guys bump cards kind of low, but also the old well, Justin Schlegel <laughs> adage. Well, yeah, except for Darby. But even he gets time off sometimes. Like yeah. when he lost TNT title, he took a little time away. Yeah, and then uh, he goes to uh, Pastrana Land and does yeah, some yeah. crazy shit. And uh, gets thrown out <laughs> of the stairs of daily. Yeah. But to use the old Schlegel standby, can't miss you if you don't go away. Good news. They let people go away. Yeah. So yeah. when someone comes back, I mean, it feels like sometimes when guys pop up to start their new angle, you're like, oh, shit. So-and-so's back. Well, not like they left. Right. They just were waiting for their yeah. moment and in turn, the moment's more impactful. But yeah, Becky comes out, wins the belt. There's your moment. Yep. It's a moment. And that's what it's supposed to be. And in their eyes, it's supposed to be this moment. It's supposed to be this thing that gets people talking. And yeah, we're talking about it right now. Mission accomplished. However, we're a wrestling podcast. We kind of had a, yeah. uh, but like, uh, however, uh, what's up next? Who's Becky going to go against that anyone gives a shit about over on SmackDown? Fucking I mean, no I, one. I would imagine there will be a rematch with an actual match. I mean, you would think. If Kofi's any indication, no, there won't. Uh, yeah, fair, fair. I just, and again, that's the thing. Who's who's next up? You know, yeah. is it going to be Carmella? I mean, you know, no, look, it, it, that's clearly the idea is, well, you know, Raw has Charlotte, who has the belt again. Good on you. Um, SmackDown needed Becky because we don't know what's going on with Sasha. So Becky is now the top woman on SmackDown. And as yeah. we jokingly went through last week, who the fuck from the SmackDown rankings are you going to put over? Fucking Zelina uh, Vega dropped another L on Friday. So she still doesn't have a win. She'll get a title shot next week. Oh, undoubtedly. 
But who am I supposed to give a shit about? Who am I supposed to care about? Like, legitimately. That's the thing. They don't want you to care about the person. They want you to care about the moments because that's what they're all fucking about. Right. But what, you can make what's moments supposed to bring me back on Monday? Somebody. What is supposed to bring me back on Friday? Uh, tip of the hat to uh, Voices of Wrestling uh, for this turn of phrase. Why am I supposed to care about blue raw or yellow raw over regular raw? Still raw. Yeah, it's the same goddamn thing. And then the the other big return was not super surprising, but I'm sure it costs a lot of money. What a goddamn difference, by the way, of letting the moment play out on Friday versus right. fucking Michael Cole and uh, Pat, Pat McAfee Pat screaming McAfee over each other. Having fucking uh, uh, puberty in real time. Yeah, that was that's rough to listen to. Yeah, it's it's not great. And I, I, I like McAfee. <laughs> I'm, I'm on record. I, I think McAfee's fun. But Michael Cole sounds like he is. He's kind of like I don't know if it's just been years and wear of wear and tear, but he every time I hear a bit of Michael Cole, he sounds like his voice is about to fucking crap out on him. Yeah, well, I mean, this was hour four of what was supposed to be a three-hour show. I wonder how the city of Vegas appreciated that. They're supposed uh, to be, they were supposed to be done at eleven o'clock last night, and they didn't <sighs> end till midnight. Is there crossover? You think? Between people who wanted to go to SummerSlam and people who wanted to see Manny Pacquiao fight whoever it was. I mean, at its core, it's combat sports. Yeah, well, not if you ask Vince, it's not. I I know. So, look, I I don't really know. I just know that they promised. Because also you have to think about the logistics of 40,000 people versus, you know, however many thousand people are supposed to be seeing Pacquiao. Like, traffic cops can only handle so much. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, Vince is going to Vince. I didn't expect it to, you know, that to to, to go according to Vegas's plan there. So John Cena and uh, Roman Reigns had their match. They added on Friday night at right at the end of the show. Roman Reigns said, you know, if I lose, I'll leave WWE. So if it wasn't already clear that Roman was going to win, Roman won. Yeah, it was very clear that Roman um, was going to win. He, so John Cena is going to Europe to film a movie next yeah, week. Um, he won with the spear. Uh, shortly before then, he yelled out, I am the WWE. And mm-hmm. took out John Cena. And then okay. here comes Brock. Brock with a beard. I like that look. And a man bun. Don't like that one so much, but I wouldn't tell Brock to his face. Um, and I'll fight you, fella. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, he, he looked good. I guess sort of the question now is, is where Paul Heyman's going to be. But the thing that I found most interesting in all of this was um, Uncle Dave and uh, Brian Alvarez this morning on Wrestling Observer Radio talked about what the original plan was. Oh, boy. Chris, dig in. The plan was uh-huh. that Roman Reigns would face The Rock at WrestleMania in 2022. And right. then Brock at WrestleMania 2023. Now, maybe they had to flip flop things around for the rock or what have you. But the plan, as it were, was that Reigns would be the guy as a heel on SmackDown for at least 
two more years to face outside talent. Well, yeah, because obviously nobody in the company is uh, of his level. (laughs) And no one would ever be there. They were literally planning, and probably still are, to sacrifice an entire show at the altar of these two matches. The altar of the moment, Chris. Yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar is a bigger star than Roman Reigns, and The Rock is by far a bigger star than Roman Reigns. Yeah, The Rock is bigger star than, let's call it, most people on this planet. This is true. This is true. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know. Okay, sure, Vince. I don't get it. I, I, don't, I Again, what are you making me come back for? What are you, what are you making me... What, what makes me buy Peacock? What makes me... Watch the show every week. What makes me give a shit? Parks and Rec is why I have Peacock. Because <laughs> they were taken off of Netflix. <laughs> you could have bought that shit on iTunes, my friend. could have bought that shit on iTunes. It's much cheaper. <sighs> but anyway, what is what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. What is the point here for the average person to get into this? Stories? No. Movies? No moments, I guess I just, that's, that's, that's just a bad business idea. I'm sorry. Like the moments are great, but you can also have moments by telling good stories and having good matches. And that just, it it seems like that's not what they want to do anymore. Like I, I, if I've said it before, I've said it a thousand times. I want WWE to be good. I want pro wrestling to be good. I want there to be. It is. It's just not. WWE's not pro wrestling. Fair. <laughs> I, I want there to be more fans. I want there. Because at its core, and, you know, some people may write you and I off as AEW shills. No, we just like things that make us entertained and feel good. Yeah. I, I want that to be WWE. I want to watch. I want to feel like I have to watch Raw every Monday, NXT every Tuesday. Smackdown every Friday night, the way I feel right now about Dynamite and Rampage. That's how I want to feel. But I don't. I didn't even watch SummerSlam, traditionally one of my favorite shows of the year. I watched an hour of it, and I was bored. I was bored. Meanwhile, on the other side, I had a great time just watching a guy walk to the ring. Yeah, he didn't. There was no word said on the mic. Well, aside from the commentators, you know, uh, for like the first ten minutes of the show, yeah. <laughs> and they pulled through a commercial break. Yeah, excellent job, Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you waited seven years. What's another ninety seconds? Excellent job. Fucking excellent line. Uh, yeah, you know, I just man, I, I don't even want to waste time talking about WWE anymore. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. I, I think Becky's great. I think Brock uh, rules. I think Brock and Roman's probably be real good whenever they do it. But legitimately, someone tell me what else there is to give an iota of shit about anymore. In that Didn't company. Roman Reigns already beat Brock Lesnar? Yes. Yes, he did. At, a fucking At WrestleMania? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're going to do it again, but this time he's a heel. Oh, okay. He's got heel powers now. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is he has to go through Rock and Brock, and then he's going to turn face afterwards. And hold the title for another two years. Maybe he'll lose it to Brock and then win it back at the face. I don't fucking know. 
I don't fucking care. Yeah. And that's that's where we're at, folks. That's where we're at in 2021 with WWE. If you would have told me six years ago yep. that I would be not watching WWE and excited to see CM Punk's in-ring return in a competitor, I would have said, what? No, fuck CM Punk. That guy's a dick. <laughs> uh, but here we are. Here we are, Punk in AEW, and, um, you know, Vince full of formaldehyde and uh, and rubber skin grossness, just making moments and... Pissing away any goodwill he had with anybody with half a fucking brain. Yeah. But, you know, at least we got Kota Ibushi because that boy is coming back to face the ace for the U.S. title. To which I ask you, Chris, did you let him out of your sex dungeon? (laughs) He's very um, uh, spry, I guess is the word. flexible which in some ways is uh a plus but uh yeah a slippery little devil slipped out and uh <laughs> caught a cessna over back to the uh, land of the rising sun so if you see if you know if, if for some reason you're walking in an airport and you see a very confused gorgeous japanese man uh shoot me a a dm so that i can uh collect him uh again and um you know just uh just just drink it in drink it all in and then shoot firewalks off his chest (laughs) the roughhouse podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee pizza rolls and the stench of dirty litter boxes follow christoph and marty on twitter at roughhouse sgw at facebook.com slash the roughhouse podcast and at patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast for early access to episodes exclusive podcasts roughhouse redos and roughhouse divided movie trivia games new episodes drop every single monday on spotify apple podcasts google play stitcher tune in and wherever you find your favorite podcasts Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. El Torito brand salsa. The only salsa meant for midgets. It comes with half as much corn, half as many tomatoes, and a half portion of freshly grown bell peppers. Half as spicy as other salsas on the market. El Torito. The only dip worth the chip of the short ones. El Torito. 